Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. With the NBA playoffs in full swing, Dan talks with Tom Gilovich of Cornell University about the myth of the hot hand in basketball. Tom Gilovich, delightful to uh, chat with you a little bit. You are most, uh, I guess, somewhere famous, infamous for uh, a basketball project. This project took place a long time ago, and it keeps on uh, creating lots of waves, and it's one of the most talked about projects ever. So um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, how did it started? What did you find, and why is it still so uh, active? I was a graduate student at Stanford University, and Amos Tversky gave me a paper by Ruma Falk on the perception of randomness, and it dealt with the fact that our conceptions of what uh, random arrangements of stimuli look like are just off the mark. We expect uh, random things to alternate more than they actually do. So if we're flipping coins, we expect... heads and tails to alternate. Not perfectly, of course, but more alternation between heads and tails than you actually get when you flip coins. When you flip coins, you get, it's not uncommon to get uh, streaks of three, four, five in a row. Uh, as a result, when you look at random stimuli, they don't look random to you. And there are all sorts of examples of this. In the perceptual domain, people look at uh, the grain on a wood door and think they see the likeness of Jesus. Um, there's a famous... Uh, cinnamon bun that looks like Mother Teresa, and I think it uh, sold for some outrageous amount of money. Did somebody uh, eat it, so, do you think? I think, no, I think it's a collector's <laughs> item. Uh, it was sold long after it was made, so <laughs> I'd pity the person who did eat it if someone did. I had an intramural basketball team, and I was discussing the paper with some of the players, and we talked about uh, streak shooting in basketball, and Amos was a bit of a basketball fan. And we eventually wondered, I think at first, wondered whether we overestimate the amount of streak shooting in basketball. At least that's where I started. I think uh-huh. Amos might have been convinced. So, so what, is, what is streak shooting in basketball? Uh, streak shooting is the idea that uh, if a player makes several shots in a row, they become confident, relaxed, such that they become even more likely to make subsequent shots. Success breeds success in basketball. Okay. And conversely... If you miss a few shots, you become tense, hesitant, and it becomes harder to make subsequent shots. Okay, so there's a, there's a theory behind it. It's not like other randomness when you say you could just see a pattern. There's also a theory of what creates this dependency over time. Yeah, and a very compelling theory. It makes yeah. sense that if you felt one way, uh, you would behave one way. If you felt differently, if you lacked confidence, you wouldn't play as well. And there right. certainly are domains in life where that's true, that if you lack confidence as a student, for example, it's harder to open a book and study. And if you don't open a book and study, you're not going to do well. So uh, initial failure does promote subsequent failure. Uh, so there was every reason to believe that uh, basketball players... are as streaky as fans and other players think that they are. And that's what we set out to examine. Uh, was basketball as streaky as the belief in the hot hand would suggest? And? And, what, <laughs> and surprisingly, what we found is uh, they aren't streaky at all. Uh, the hits and misses in a game of basketball are just like the uh, heads and tails that you get when you flip a coin, adjusting for the fact, of course, that not every player shoots exactly 50%. 
So, so it means that somebody who shoots um, three baskets in a row have no more chance of shooting the fourth one compared to the first or second or third? Yes, or compared to someone who's missed three shots in a row. Uh, and this is true in uh, NBA games as uh, the games unfold. We ran shooting experiments where we had members of Cornell's men and women's basketball team shoot uh, along an arc from a distance at which we thought they'd likely shoot 50% of their shots. And we just told them, uh, tell me when you feel hot. Tell me when you feel like you're not going to be able to miss. And we had them take 100 such shots. And it turns out that we could predict when they were about to say that they were hot, that is, if they made several shots in a row, the, the statement, I'm hot now, was coming. But it turns out that, remarkably, they didn't shoot a higher percentage uh, on right after they said uh, that they They're were hot. hot. And, and they didn't seem to uh, correct this over time. They didn't learn that saying hot doesn't mean that they're really hot. Everything we've learned about streak shooting and people's belief in streak shooting since makes it very likely that they would have misremembered uh, as being hot during the time. It's just a very compelling belief. Uh, anyone who's ever watched or played the game of basketball just knows that sometimes a player is hot and you want to get the ball in that player's hands, they're more likely to score. It's just a very powerful uh, illusion. Yep. Now, you know, it's important to understand that in a game, you could reinterpret the results. You could say, well, if people are hot and also the defense knows that they're hot, they might protect them very differently. But in the regular experiments you created, when people had no defense, there was no way to explain this by a competition between the team and the defense. People were just on their own. They themselves felt hot. People think that they're hot, but nevertheless, there's no evidence for, for hotness. And and why is this uh, such a lively topic for debate still? Don't you think you've done the experiments well, that people should just kind of put this aside and continue on? Yes, I do think we've <laughs> done the studies well, and we've given our data to countless people over the last 30 years, and uh, other people have done follow-up research even more extensive than we originally did, and the same, same story appears time and time again. Uh, but that story which is an abstract one. You've got to look at the statistics to find that people don't shoot in streaks. Uh, that uh, abstract story conflicts with this very palpable thing that you think you see when you watch a game of basketball. And it's even more powerful when you play. Uh, you play the game, you make several shots, everything just seems to be coming together. It just seems like you're more likely to make uh, the next shot. Or another way to say this is, the belief in uh, streak shooting or the hot hand is really a belief in a three links in a chain, that past performance affects what you feel like. And we're not arguing with that. That clearly is true. You've done well in the past. You suddenly feel like a very different player. And then the third link, does that internal state predict how you're going to do? That's what we showed uh, is, is not the case. So, uh, Tom, last question. Yeah. Uh, given what you know on the hot head uh, illusion, uh, shouldn't we start creating uh, like a gambling way for people to bet on the next shot of a particular player? If people are getting it so wrong, isn't this like a great opportunity to make money by offering a betting option on the particular move of a next player? Uh, that's uh, an interesting question. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it. I mean, it raises all sorts of related kinds of questions, too. One of the ones that I like is the idea, that, okay, suppose you're a coach. And you know this to be true. You know it's actually a winning strategy. 
that everyone believes in the hot hand. So if you have a hot player at the end of the game, there's only time for one more shot. It's a tie game. Uh, that player is going to be very heavily guarded that you want to give it to, let's say, your best player who's not uh, hot that particular night. In fact, maybe he's even cold. He's 2 for 12 on the evening. Uh, you should be sh setting up a shot for that player. Uh, the only problem is that uh, if the world believes that and you try the, your counter strategy, the rational strategy, and it doesn't work, uh, the fans your job's might be on really the line. pissed off. Yes, yeah, you can uh, do the right thing from a normative perspective and nonetheless pay a very heavy social or professional price. For the, for the and fans. I'm just intrigued, as I'm sure you are, I'm intrigued by situations like that where we deliberately know that A is the right path, but we feel like for other reasons, for social reasons, we have to choose path B. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely of Duke University. To further expand your understanding of dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks, go to danariely.com.